Time Out, my weekly market review, September 2nd, 2023. A reasonably solid last few days of the month wasn't enough to rescue August from being the first losing month for stocks since February. With the large cap S&P 500 losing 1.8%, the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 losing 2.2%, and the small cap Russell 2000 losing 4.5%. We're now moving into what is often the rockiest part of the year. September is the only month to have historically seen more market declines than advances over the years. And October has previously hosted some of the most spectacular bouts of volatility. This particular September-October period carries its own additional risk with the quietly growing possibility of a shutdown of the US government on September 30th, as the burn-it-all-down rabble in Congress seems once again determined to wreak havoc with any proposed government funding measures. It was a data-packed week with a lot for analysts, investors, and assorted nerds like me to pour over. Q2 gross domestic product increased at a 2.1% annualized rate last quarter, according to the second of three estimates of US GDP for the April-June period. This was a revision down from the 2.4% pace reported in the initial estimate, but still a fraction higher than the final number from Q1. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now model is still spitting out a monster 5.6% GDP growth rate estimate for the current Q3. That's based on the July and August data that has come out so far. The latest job openings and labor turnover survey jolts showed that U.S. job openings fell by more than expected to just over 8.8 million, the lowest level since 2021. This offered fresh evidence that labor demand is finally slowing down meaningfully. The quit rate fell back to its pre-pandemic level of 2.3%, so that whole great resignation thing is now over. The Fed's fave, the Core Personal Consumption Expenditures Index of Inflation, held steady last month. Separate data showed that the consumer confidence has dropped amid souring views on jobs and higher borrowing costs. And then we had the big daddy of economic data on Friday morning. The jobs report for August showed that payrolls were up by 187,000, a bit above estimates of 170,000, but the previous two monthly increases were revised lower. However, unemployment surprisingly jumped from 35 to 3.8%, the highest since February 2022. And average hourly earnings have increased by 4.3% from a year ago, a touch below expectations. This was considered to be all very Goldilocks. The conclusion drawn from all this is that the economy is undergoing a controlled cooling, which has seemed to further reduce, maybe even entirely snuff out, any lingering risk that the Fed will raise interest rates again at its September 19th, 20th meeting, with Fed Chair Jerome Powell widely expected to call a timeout on the rate hike process. Yet again, we saw a number of examples last week of relatively orderly deterioration in economic conditions, sending stocks ripping higher. However, we need to remember that ongoing bad economic data is not good for markets in the medium and longer term, as stocks much prefer resilient growth and higher but stable market interest rates rather than collapsing growth and plummeting yields. 
So far, recent declines in stocks and the uptick in volatility have been more a function of previously unrealistically optimistic expectations and not some sudden materially negative shift in fundamentals. That simply hasn't happened yet. But stocks have aggressively priced in essentially no damage to the three pillars of the rally. One, no landing or soft landing. Two, disinflation. And three, the Fed done or almost done with rate hikes. If we get a pile on of negative news, namely disappointing growth data that raises significant hard landing worries, a rebound in inflation, or Powell hinting that rates could rise further, then the three pillars will begin to erode and things could get ugly quite quickly with a give back of much or even all of the entire year's gains not out of the question. Based on facts as they are now, there is no reason to think that a hard landing is any more likely now than it was months ago, nor that inflation is about to reverse its recent decline. But I will be keeping a cautious eye on things as the consequences of such developments would be significantly damaging to stock prices.